Hello and welcome to the Wide Teams Podcast, the podcast for geographically dispersed teams and remote workers, located on the web at wideteams.com and on Twitter at wideteams. This is episode 67. I am your host, Avdi Grimm. And joining me today is Joel Glovier of Append2. Joel, thanks for taking the time. Hey, Avdi. Thanks for having me. So, Joel, uh, to get us started, would you just uh, tell me a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I'm a front-end developer and user experience designer. Uh, I work at Append2 full-time, where I get to work on some some pretty cool projects with a lot of enterprise-level clients. Uh, Append2 specializes in front-end technologies. Um, we've done a lot of work with JavaScript over uh, the last few years, and, and now we're getting a lot into responsive redesign as well. And then I do some other stuff like side projects. Um, got a lot of things going on just for fun and and for you know learning and exploration. And I also volunteer with uh, an organization called Cure International that I used to be a part of on their full time team and still stay involved with them now. So got a lot of stuff going on, but uh, it's great to be here with you. Nice. Sounds like you're a busy guy. Now um, you're located in um, in Pennsylvania, aren't you? Yeah, just up the road a ways from you. So you're not really like in a tech hub, right? Not not exactly, no. So tell me about that. Are you working completely remotely? Yeah, I work full-time remote for Append2. Um, I actually started out working remotely. Um, just coming out of college, I got a freelance gig with somebody in North Carolina, and that turned out to be my first uh, remote type of experience. And I did just part-time freelance work as a graphic designer for a few years, until 2007 when I uh, started my business full-time and I did I just worked from home for myself uh, for about two years there doing mostly graphic design work with different clients and and eventually I got into web development around 2008 and um, and things were we <laughs> we had our first kid on the way and I decided rather than keeping up the uh, you know the the constant game of balancing client projects and all that kind of stuff, I decided to look for an in-house gig to, to look for a little more stability. Hmm. So I went to work for Cure International, which is a very large nonprofit that runs a medical operation in several countries throughout the world where they treat kids with curable disabilities. And I became their first in-house web and graphic designer. Um, worked in Lemoyne there, just on the other side of the river from Harrisburg in the offices where I had been commuting for about an hour and um, and that was that was okay for a while, but I, I really wanted to explore being able to work from home a bit because the drive was so long and we had a brand new baby. So they were nice enough to let me explore um, working from home on a just sort of on a trial basis, and I mm -hmm. did it a few days a week here and there. And then eventually, when a, a major redesign project for Cure.org came along. And things had gone so well with the trial basis that they said, you know, why don't you just go home for the next six to eight weeks, and that way you can focus, stay away from distractions in the office. And that turned out to be something really good. It eventually went back to the part-time basis where I was just in the office about two or three days a week and then at home two or three days a week. Hmm. But um, that's how I really started the experience of working for an employer remotely. And then whenever uh, time came to move on from Cure, um, earlier, early about the spring of last year, I just started looking for exclusively remote positions because I knew that um, I really just wanted to have the extra time that your fam uh -huh. you know, 
with your family that that remote working gives you. So that's what I that's what I looked for. I'd found a few different opportunities and, and landed with a Pentu, which is a really awesome company. So glad I landed there. So you're hooked now. Yep, yep. I yeah, I'm very hooked. I uh, I foresee myself having a remote career for as long as I can tell. I mean, you never know what's coming down the road, but uh, mm-hmm. that's that's what I'd like to have. Yeah. Now a Pentu, are they fully uh, dispersed or or do they have yes. like an office somewhere? Yes, we are in fact a fully dispersed team. We do have a, an office, but nobody works there. It's in Colorado. It's okay. in Evergreen. It's just, it's actually just some space in, um, uh, like a little plaza where there's another business and they, they, they sort of have a shared conference room for us. And, and we go there once in a while if we have client meetings or like our leadership team will meet there okay. sometimes for strategy stuff. But, but nobody works there full time, um, or even part time. Hmm. everybody's all over the nation. We've got, I think we've got uh, about 17, 17 employees now um, and a handful of contractors, five or six contractors. So everybody's in different states. I think Tennessee is the one that's leading in terms of the most people. I think we've got four people in Tennessee right now. Now, do you know, um, do you know any of the history that went into that? Um, how that they developed into this totally dispersed team? That's a good question. The company is pretty young. Um, mm-hmm. It's. I think it was founded in 2009. Okay. And uh, or early 2010, and so it's been it's been remote since the start, as far as I understand. But uh, the founders, I think, were in different states, and that's actually the founders came uh, from the Jake Ray project. They, oh, okay. they were a couple people that were uh, you know signed the initial documents for the Jake Ray project and were on the core team to start with. And they decided to start this company. They started as jQuery, you know, enterprise level support. And so the mm-hmm. company was called the jQuery company, you know. So I think just by nature of the fact that the two of them were so far apart, I think that was their vision from the start was um, that was going to be the best arrangement. And then as, as they brought on people, then the benefits of having a remote team, of co- you know, of course, being not having office overhead and that kind of stuff were were just a thing that they really grew into. So tell me a little bit about a day in the life of a pen too. Sure, yeah. Um, so every morning uh, we all we have we actually do just about everything through Skype chat rooms. Mm-hmm. We've got several official a pen two Skype chat rooms set up, and there's an all hands chat room which is like our official. You know, this is where sort of you sign in and announce your presence for the day or any important company updates go. So you know, we all sign in the morning and say, hey, you know, we're here. Um, and then we have a water cooler chat room where we share lots of fun stuff throughout the day, like animated gifts or the latest, uh, you know, bacon pancake song or whatever. And, um, and then we've got, you know, a handful of other chat rooms too, like a, the dev chat room, there's a designer's chat room. And then we, you know, start individual chat rooms for projects as well. Okay. We just, throughout the day, we, we keep in touch on chat, uh, primarily. And honestly, it's gotten for me to the point where I barely even feel like I'm not in an office with other people. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. I don't have the physical presence, but we all, you know, shoot the breeze through the chat rooms throughout the day. And, and, uh, and, and we also use Google Hangouts a little bit. And, um, sometimes, you know, for some of us, Skype isn't working too well. <clears throat> <laughs> so instead of instead of a Skype video call, we might use Google Hangouts or something like that. But 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 through video chat and um, and the instant messages, you know, we just keep in touch, working on our projects together, just like that. Sounds like you're all pretty vocal on on Skype. Sounds like you're not having too much trouble with um, you know people not speaking up. 
Yeah, no, definitely. In fact, I think that's one of the things I love about Appentu so much. And I think really that's probably a product of our company culture. Um, we are, a lot of us are very, very similar. Like we just feel like a really tight knit group. And, and I think that comes from the, with the territory because of the nature of our company being a consultancy. Like sometimes you've got companies that have a broad range of different type of workers. You know, that's the nature of most companies, really. You've mm-hmm. got accountants and specialists in this area and specialists in that area. But because our company is a consultancy, most of us are front end technologists mm-hmm. so because of that. You know, we all share a sort of, um, you know, like mindedness around just even the, you know, the type of things that we do or the type of things that we're involved in outside of work or, or even just, you know, projects we're working on. And so that's led to where, you know, we've got a great company culture, even though we're all dispersed. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's really cool. Have have there been any learning moments as you've transitioned into being fully remote? I mean, were there any times when you realized you needed to do something a little differently than you were? That's a great question. I, I would say that I'm still in that learning process. Mm-hmm. Because while I've been working remotely in some form or other um, for several years now, really only in the last year have I been a full-time remote employee of someone else. So, you know, I, my schedule, so what that means for me is I now have to clock hours for my employer. Whereas before, like whenever I was, um, at Cure, for example, we didn't have billable projects. So it was just the focus was always on just get the work done when you can get it done and mm-hmm. project focused. And before that, when I was in business for myself, I was just clocking hours on my own schedule and billing clients for that. But now I'm clocking hours for my company where, you know, they're responsible to bill the clients for income. So it's it's I'm, I'm having to learn a balance of how to get in all my hours and structure my day where um, I can accomplish, you know, the other distractions that come up like the kids or, you know, whatever else is going on. Like we just moved recently. And so there's lots of things that come with that, you know, deliveries, right. or whatever. So. But that's, you know, it's, it's hard, it's hard to give you a solid answer because I feel like in some sense, I'm sort of new to the, um, full-time employee, remote employee status. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, to give you a general answer, it would definitely be along the lines of, uh, schedule management and just finding the best way to, um, cut out distractions and structure my time so that I'm able to accomplish all the things I need to mm-hmm. now also getting in, you know, X amount of hours for my employer. How do you structure your time right now? So generally, I, I get up as early as I can. Um, I'm not a morning person. So, so for me, that's like some people, that's like 536. For me, that's like 738. You know, if, I, if my kids let me sleep in that long. But then, you know, uh, once I start working, um, generally, I'm getting into the email and, and trying to cut out some of those, you know, tertiary distractions which I've actually, I've actually been exploring. Like I read somebody had a suggestion about um, just performance optimizing your time. They wrote a whole article about it. I wish I could recall. If I remember it, I'll, I'll shoot it to you for show notes or something. Mm-hmm. But one of the big suggestions that stuck with me was this idea of not opening your email until noon mm. and keeping it closed throughout the whole day. And so I've tried that a bit. Some days that's not realistic because the way we communicate with certain clients um, is just through email or, you know, just because, you know, sometimes you're waiting for an email to come through and you can't. But the days I've been able to, to shut my email off, um, or even like if I say I check it first thing in the morning for, for a half hour, just try to clear out all the distractions there, but then 
quit the mail app and put it away for several hours. That's one of the things that really helps me stay focused. But yeah, generally I'm just trying to get as much hours as I can before five. And then I, you know, I break for family time. Um, we try to have dinner as a family every night and, and we have it kind of split up in our household throughout the week. I, I usually help my kid. Well, half the time, half the nights I help my wife put the kids to bed. And then the other half the nights, um, I go back to work in my office and, Get in. I either finish up the hours I wasn't able to get in throughout the day, or I work on freelance projects or side projects. Mm-hmm. And I tend to push myself till later in the evening, and that's why I'm comfortable with sleeping in when I can. Right. So I think a lot of us are like that. But let's talk a, l- a little bit about some of those side projects. One of the projects that I've got a number of projects going on. Something I did last year that was really cool was a Kickstarter project for a t-shirt. I made a t-shirt design. It was called Hacker, a hacker t-shirt. Just said like hacker on it and like a computer graphic. And um, I don't know how much of your audience is um, technologists or, or developers or whatever. Most but, of them. Okay, cool. So most people know that, you know, when we say hacker, we're not talking about like the uh, the media definition of a hacker, but just someone, you know, who's a developer and builds stuff. And it, it was a cool project. It resonated, I guess, with a lot of the, my peers in, in the industry, and it um, I sold a whole bunch of them, and it, you know, got this project going. So throughout the year, I was thinking like it'd be fun to make a whole line of T-shirts for developers. Mm-hmm. So I came up with a, a project called Dev Tees, and um, that's one of the projects that uh, I'm working on. I'm going to do another Kickstarter for it. There's going to be six T-shirts that are all focused around programmer lifestyle, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's coming up soon as a Kickstarter, and I've been putting a lot of work into the preparation for that. Um, and then there's another project I have called UserBase.io, and that was just a fun project that my friend Sean uh, Moynihan had sort of given me the initial idea for, where I thought, you know, we were talking about, like, wouldn't it be cool if we could come up with a way for apps or startups to launch their product with an actual user base? Mm-hmm. So that's where that project is going. Like in the short term, I, I just have like a real simple idea for um, for some stuff for that, and you know that'll be a couple phases. And then you know I've got a couple others too. And so I was starting to think like, how can I get more time to work on my side projects rather than having to do just freelance projects in my spare time? Right. Um, so so that's where I came up with this idea of remote jobs. And remote jobs is a job board for people who are looking just for remote positions. Cause I remember whenever last year when I was uh, looking for a new position, I was exclusively looking for a remote job. Mm-hmm. A lot of great job boards out there, like authentic jobs or, um, you know, there's the usual ones you, on dribble. There's, they have a job board or, um, Zurb has a job board. There's a lot of good job boards out there, but even in our, in our sphere of technology job boards, the, the remote positions are somewhat hard to find. And so I was just thinking about like, well, that's something that I'm sure a lot of people would find useful is a job board that just had the remote positions. Right. So, so I'm working on this project. Um, it's going to be, it's just going to be run on WordPress. I found a really nice job board theme called uh, WP job boards mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, bought this theme and I'm working on um, customizing the design and the, uh, some of the template files and I'm hoping to launch it in February and get some, for starters, I know the other the other part that inspired me for this is because a pen two is is hiring right now too. We're looking for a couple of different positions. Um, one I think is an engagement uh, manager, which is sort of like an account manager, and I think we're looking for a JavaScript trainer right now. So if you go to a pen two dot com slash jobs, 
um, you'll see some of those jobs. But that was another one of the one of the inspirations for me when I was I was recently working on porting our website from Drupal to WordPress, and we were talking about like what we could do to 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 improve the jobs um, the jobs opportunities on our site. And I was thinking, you know, one of the things I could do is start an, another service and post our jobs on it. So. So we're gonna start. We're definitely gonna start with some append two jobs, and I'm I'm gonna go around and look for some other remote positions and, and put it on there for launch. And hopefully over time, um, some of the companies that are open to remote positions or or are just distributed will find out about remote jobs and post their stuff there. That sounds really cool. That's that's exciting. Um, the the world definitely needs more resources for um for locating these remote positions. Yeah. And for posting them. Yeah, I think it's something that, you know, it, it's becoming more and more common, but there's still a lot of people that um, they shy away from it if they haven't personally had experience or know somebody who's had experience with hiring remote employees. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of sad because all the tools are really in place for us to be able to do it well today, especially mm-hmm. in the technology industry. I mean, so I would love to see more and more people be able to work remotely I, I, just because I have no, you know, I know firsthand how much it has affected my personal life in a positive way. Mm-hmm. So apart from uh, using remote jobs when it, when, it, uh, when it launches, do you have any other advice for somebody who's thinking about making the transition to remote? Sure. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple things. Like, So first of all, I would say if you're just thinking about making the transition to remote and you currently have an employer – you know, there's a couple ways to handle it. Like number one, you could just tell them that you're interested in it and propose that you try a, a trial basis. That's what happened to me and it, it worked out well. And if you can prove yourself, that'll prove both to your employer that you can do it, but also to yourself that you can do it. Cause I know, I know for me anyway, you know, whenever I first started working remotely, like I was a little bit nervous about how productive I was going to be able to be and whether I was going to be able to tune out distractions. Mm-hmm. So if you can come up with, a trial, like whether it's one day a week remote or, or two or something like that, where you get to prove yourself, it'll be good both for your employer and for you. And then the same thing goes if your employee, if you know that your employer is not interested in it, you know, maybe you, you're thinking about switching jobs. Well, instead of just jumping into a remote position, why not try, um, you know, contracting with uh, somebody that you can work with remotely? Uh, again, like if it might have to be on the side of your full-time job, but it will give you the chance to to get all your ducks in a row, so to say, to to understand like what it what it really takes to be successful as a remote employee and to build to give yourself that confidence. Right. Well, cool, Joel. Before I let you go, where can people find out more about you and your projects online? Yeah. So joelglovier.com is sort of like my little hub, personal hub. I also have a site called jag.is. That's j-a-g.is, and that's just sort of showcases some of my freelance work, but I keep most of my links to things on joelglovier.com. And also you can follow me on Twitter at jglovier.com. All right. Well, Joel, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Avdi. And that is our show for today. I hope you've enjoyed it. To subscribe to the show if you haven't already, or to check out more interviews and articles, go to wideteams.com. You can also find the show in the iTunes Music Store. The Wide Teams podcast is distributed under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 license. Our music is by Giles Bouquet. Until next week, this is Avdi Grimm, signing off. Wow, 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 wow,